Bush and Richie here with your Home Time Show podcast. I think that we have to deal with the fallout from yesterday's podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether one of you lot dobbed us in to Paul. Did you dob us in to our boss, Paul, about what we were saying at the start of yesterday's podcast? Or did he just hear for himself? I'm not sure. I mean, even on the podcast, we didn't even give out his name. No. We, we actually came up rather cleverly on the sort of our heads. Uh, a fake name. Gary Boss. Was Gary his... Boss. Gary Boss, it, yeah. yeah. Damn. But, um, didn't throw people off the scent. Some of you realised our boss's name is Paul. Um, and uh, we were summoned to a video call meeting today, two o'clock. Because of what you're probably you did. thinking, oh, you're hamming it up. No, 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 no. seriously. Mm-hmm. Two o'clock meeting uh, to tell us. I heard the podcast, love, and um, you're not having another load of home time tea towels. He was quite hurt that we were dissing on this podcast his idea of having those little um, fairly silly tokens that you put into a trolley. But we were saying, we were making the point, as we did in the podcast, uh, because of lockdown and the way things are, that they're allowing people free access to the trolley. So if we'd have sunk millions into that, I think we'd have gone bust. However... However, however... However, there is light at the end of the branded tunnel. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. It's exciting, isn't it? It is exciting. Um, There is, it appears, Mm -hmm. a limited... Limited budget yeah so whilst he was telling us off he kind of let slip our boss paul that there's still a bit of budget left for us to have a new round of show merchandise so he's been pretty clear that it won't be tea towels even though yeah they went well i feel like he's he's ruling out tea towels in a slightly childish tit for tat way because we were taking the mickey out of his trolley idea some so, might say through spite for yeah i think in many ways he's torpedoed that because of not, spite. he's not a spiteful man he's That's not, not he's what we're a, saying he's a great guy lovely chap Gary Boss. Gary Boss. So, look, start thinking, start helping, because we're all a family on this show. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, we'll come back to this. Yeah, we shall return to this subject. But in the meantime, enjoy this here show. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So, after a 15-minute Prime Ministerial statement on the telly last night, the show that you need to follow it is the Great British Bake Off returning. That was a timely return last night. Boy, do we need our spirits lifted and some kind of, like, you know, wistfully taken away to baking in a marquee. It's almost like they planned it, because you can't get a more kind of, uh, you know, slice of escapism than, than Bake Off. Yeah. Maybe they work with the government on it. I think they could have done. We'll do the really miserable bit, and then you just kind of take everyone away to this tent in the countryside. I'm unapologetic about it. I love the Great British Bake Off, and it returned last night, and one of the things that was fun about last night, as someone who loves the music as well, uh, is... It had a little bit of a, well, to be frank, a bit of an Absolute Radio music feel about it because oh. one of the challenges, their their signature bake at the end of the episode was having to create uh, a, a bust in, in oh, cake. <laughs> Come on. Come on, I'm Head sorry. and shoulders, man. <laughs> right. It's called a bust. <laughs> uh, in cake form right. of, of the baker's hero. But so many of the heroes they were doing, not everyone, but so many of the heroes were obviously from the world of music. So you had people trying to recreate David Bowie, Freddie Mercury, Bob Marley, the bloke from Blink-182. Oh, yeah, yeah. In in cake form. So I thought it would be fun tonight to celebrate the return of Bake Off to 
quite simply put together some Bake Off bands. Bake Off bands. Hey, look, I mean, the Bake Off itself is a distraction. This first hour of the show can be a big distraction yeah. from... The, the weather's turned today, so the I think we do need turned. this. You we? guys are still at work, so in the final hour of your working day, and of the no-repeat guarantee, some Bake Off bands. Uh, now, I've got two to start us off with. OK. Uh, I'm not for a minute saying these are very good, uh, but Royal Icing Blood... <laughs> wow, uh, this is setting the bar fairly. I'm not. I mean, I've got a couple. They're they're as bad. I'm going to say as bad. Sponger Davis Group. That's really wow. <laughs> wow. All right, then I'll come back at you. All right, with Jerry Cinnamon Bun. Very good. Very, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a no, uh, open you, goal. That was not so much. You just added bun on the end. And then what about this Oreo Speedwagon? As in Oreo biscuits. Yeah. That's really good. Thanks very much. I'm actually ashamed. I brought the idea to the table and I've absolutely stunk the place out. So if you're going to do this, right, get in touch with us, 81215 for your text, tweets at Absolute Radio. Obviously, if you tweet us, we kind of know who you are from your from your Twitter handle. You feel your little face. If you're going to text us, put your name on the text because some of these are genius, uh, so you should get the credit that you deserve. Some of them are absolutely horrendous as well. And we should be able to admonish you too. Yeah, exactly. For example, Fleetwood Macaroon. I think that's quite good. It's making me hungry even thinking about but it. But there's no name attached, so some of them, please, do attach your names. Deacon Blue Ribbon. Uh, and that's my favourite. 80s. You remember like biscuit tin, the biscuit tin classics. I do. I do. The blue is it ribboned? Or blue ribboned? ribboned. I would have said. Why is there a D on the end of it? Don't know. Ribbon doesn't have a D on it. I always it? thought your blue ribboned was a bit of a naked Kit Kat. I, I like. It was a bit softer though, a bit more knockabout and fun than yeah, a Kit Kat. But it wasn't clothed at the sides. Sorry, I've just got to just double check here. It's not blue ribbon. It's definitely got a D on. Why has it got a D on the end though? Because ribbon doesn't have a D. I've never really thought about this before. Oh, let's. let's all right, it's a, it's a Google race. Blue. Oh, it's a blue, blue ribbon. ribbon. It's yeah. a blue ribbon. Blue ribbon. <laughs> but without a D on the end. No, it's got a D That's on it. Blue ribbon. Oh, it has got a ribbon. Yeah, it has. <laughs> Do you know what that is? So many people have spelt it wrong in the Google search. <laughs> you can actually find blue ribbon. <laughs> That's just a game changer. Or what it was you typing it in many, many times. What on earth is a ribbon? <laughs> Who knows? Two things going on now. God. What is a ribbon? And your Bake Off bands, please. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. We were talking about the Blue Ribbon Biscuits. You remember that? Your mum always had them in a biscuit tin back in the day, right? But were they called Blue Ribbon or Blue Ribband? And if it's called a Blue Ribband, what the hell is a Ribband? Uh, JP from Cheems says, guys, the Blue Ribband is a sailing race across the Atlantic and the prize is, yes, you've guessed it, a Blue Ribbon. And now you were dismissive of this. It's madness. um, But I've checked and... Wikipedia. I mean, who's to argue? You can't question the internet. Uh, Ian Brown. The ribbon, the blue ribbon, is an unofficial accolade given to the passenger liner crossing the Atlantic Ocean in regular service with the record highest speed. Call it the blue ribbon. Get rid of the D. It doesn't make any sense. Ah, oh, but it's a fine chocolate bar all the way. Can you come up with some bands in uh, in Bake Off form, uh, James? What do you have for us? Rage Against the Meringue. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite bands of all time. Uh, how, how did you come to this? What were your workings? Where did this come from? Um, well, we're dri- just driving back on the way at the minute from work. Um, I'm a metal fan, really. Rage Against Machines, one of my top bands. I guess if, if obviously, if you're a metal fan, you've got a uh, slimmer pickings to choose from for your your metal versus 
baked goods. Um, because <laughs> if we're all yeah, honest, yeah. James, if we're all honest, meringue doesn't rhyme with machine. It doesn't really. But you sound quite hard, so I feel bad actually saying that to you because you might, like, I don't know, beat Richie and I up quite easily. No, I'm on my way home, mate. I'm going to bed. I love the fact that he's just going in a different direction. It's the only reason he wouldn't fight us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely the only reason. Aaron in Gravesend has gone route one, but it's very good. He says, how about metallic cake? It's very good. I don't You're not know. having that? I, you know, obviously, people who are into heavy metal music are normally kind of fairly intimidating, rough-and-ready folk. <laughs> Maybe their sweet spot ain't making up <laughs> bands to do with cakes. Eagle-eyed cherry pie from Holly in Yorkshire. Right said bread from Pat in High Wycombe. Uh, and one more for now, and I think this is Genius Level from Tarek in Norwich. Wu-Tang Flan. All my favourite. Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Jesus and the Maryland Biscuit, says Stephen Lemington. They would be over the moon with that particular <laughs> one, that's for sure. Natalie Crembrulia. I mean, we don't play any of our Liz in Reading, but uh, these are all Bake Off band suggestions. As we get towards the end of this particular topic, it's fair to say some of the things that are coming in are getting a little bit more ropey. It shows that people have got good knowledge of cakes and stuff, that's for sure. And indeed their bands. Absolutely. Two, marrying those two things together. We have this side issue that's been going on in the first hour of the show, and that is we've discovered that... you remember the biscuits that you or your parents always used to have in the biscuit tin when you were a kid? Blue ribbon? Uh, well, we, we always thought it was a ribbon. Blue yep. ribbon but it's actually called a ribbond and no one even knows what a ribbond is suggesting maybe they might need to have a rethink however listen to this from listener Adrian guys the blue ribbond uh, was given to employees of Roundtree Macintosh who went a full year with no time off sick or never late for work the bar manufactured in honour of these employees and that's where it got its name from just oh, a bit of history for wow, you wow that is incredible makes me feel bad for taking the mickey out of it I love the idea of us being awarded uh, some blue ribbons that'd be good wouldn't it yeah we, we barely ever take any time off this Show, so Hardly uh, anything at all. Unfortunately, <laughs> Ben Burrell wouldn't be in the running for it. God bless him. Uh, right, so uh, let's let's get some more of yours. In fact, actually, Ross is hanging on with a fantastic suggestion. Yeah, I wouldn't say fantastic, but it was just an idea, yeah. What is it? Uh, the scone roses. Scone roses. Yeah, or the rolling scones. Yes. Now, uh, the the tricky thing here is is the pronunciation thing. Whether it's whether it's north or south of the border, because even even south of the border, you might pronounce uh, scones differently. But do they call it scones up in Scotland? Do you go around calling them scones? Which bit of Scotland are you in? So if you went into a Glasgow restaurant and said you'd like two scones, please, how would that go down? <laughs> I don't know. You see, the scone roses and the rolling scones are very different. Exactly, it's a completely different thing, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Right, final word on some Bake Off bands. Uh, they've got better and better and better and then tailed off a little bit, but uh, they, they haven't stopped coming. It's an hour's worth. <laughs> it's pretty strong overall. <laughs> uh, Spencer suggests Hovis Presley. I like that. It's very, very good. Uh, what about Liz from Crew Kern in Somerset? Macaroon 5. Macaroon 5, very good. This is like um, uh, Bake Off Band Tennis. All right, I, I go back at you with Brucey's 30 Seconds to Marzipan. <laughs> uh, that's like, I like that. <laughs> Clive says, buns and toasties instead of guns and roses. Oh, it's on the line. Oh. But I'm returning with uh, Gary's Apple Crumbler Wumbler. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron says on email, how about Bakewell Turner Overdrive? Very, very good, but I'm going to knock the ball out of the court with Steph suggesting George Trifle. 
What is? What even is that? George Trifle. I can. Is I, that is that George Michael? <laughs> I can only. Oh mate, speculate. Steph, please clarify because that is fifty-fifty. Hometime podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Isn't it amazing? Technology and stuff, isn't Very it? Very clever. Technology is amazing. Facebook memories, I would say 99% of the time, Facebook memories reminds you of kind of lovely moments and you, it pops up on your feed and you go, oh, I remember that. You've put it up in the first place, it's going to be a good thing. Exactly. Oh, that was a nice holiday or whatever. Sometimes it brings back memories of things that you wanted to forget. So, for example, uh, Facebook memories reminded me this morning that five years ago today, I lost the car at Heathrow Terminal 5 car park. <laughs> <laughs> I just started dating Katie. Uh, she was going on a work trip to Germany. I thought, oh, I'll be nice. I'll, I'll offer to go and pick her up at the airport. What a lovely gesture. What a lovely thing to do. Uh, drove to Heathrow, which wasn't very pleasant, but I got there. I was quite excited to go and see her. Part of the car, I thought, oh, I can't remember. can't be that big. I just remember where we are. And I run and got her. Got all the bags. Came through into the car park bit with her, with wheeling her suitcase behind me and all that kind of thing. I couldn't remember where the car was. <laughs> I kid you not, I've never panicked so much in my life. I thought it'd be like, is it that Tom Hanks movie where he lives in the airport? Yes, it is, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. she might leave me and I'll just be trapped, <laughs> I don't know, maybe live in between the floors in an NCP. <laughs> it, I'm not joking, it took nearly two hours to find the car. Wow. And the photo that came up on Facebook Memories, she took a photo of me panic and running, you know, doing that dad run that Peter yeah. Kay does. Yeah, Lost the car. It's a little bit like that with me trying to work out where the hell I'd parked the damn thing. It was all, oh, I feel sick even thinking about it. it How bleak, what a memory that you don't need reminding of. Well, is it? I thought it, laying my life on the line for the benefit of the Home Time Show, I thought it might work for this hour of the show for people to get together and talk about and admit whether they've ever spectacularly lost or misplaced something. I'd pride myself, I would pride myself on not being that person. And bizarrely, I can <laughs> offer you, I can offer you a gilt-edged tip of how I would never, ever lose the car in a multi-storey car park. And it's quite simple. OK. With your smartphone these days, the moment you've got your space and you've parked up, just get out and take a picture of the nearest pillar. Take a photo of the pillar? Of the pillar, because they've got, they've all got level one, zone B on it. Oh. And then, in your back pocket, you've got exactly where you're parked. That, but th- that would, would mean me being, I'm not a calm person, I'm like a dog, like a really <laughs> stupid dog. So when I get to something, I'm like, oh, 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 go, I'll go and see her, I'll go and run and go and get her now. And, and I, I get too excited and I don't think properly. That's a very calm thing to do. It is a calm person's thing you, to you do. You are you're a calm right. person. I am a calm person. But, I mean, if, if anyone has got, just to help me out here, uh, if, if anyone has had a situation where they have spectacularly mucked up and lost something. Surely I'm not the only person who's lost a car for a bit. Oh, you won't be. <laughs> lost a car for a bit. <laughs> have you ever spectacularly lost or misplaced something? Algie says, my car was stolen at a services once. The police recovered it with the use of AMPR on the other side of the motorway bridge where I'd parked it. <laughs> oh, my word. for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Claire in Somerset says I lost my car at the Leeds Festival worse still it was a hire car so oh. I couldn't remember the make or model it was grey that's all I had oh that makes me feel sick even thinking about it 5am foggy random field full of cars quite possibly the wrong field I spent ages walking around clicking keys until eventually a car in the distance flashed its indicators back at me wow. then got stuck in the mud trying to get out. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. Oh, we've got Rachel on the line. Rachel, what happened to you? So, I was pregnant at the time and I feel I have to get that one out there. Right. Uh, at this point. 
Um, and I'd come out of Morrison's and I was looking for my car and I was like, oh, bloody hell, I can't... Oh, pardon me, I can't swear on the radio. Hey, it's fine. Uh, and I was like, I can't find it. Where the hell is it? So I was um, just looking around and I couldn't see it anywhere, at which point I thought, oh, there's a policeman over there. I'm going to report my car stolen. <laughs> so I ran over to this policeman who was just buying lunch and I'm like, I'm, I'm ever so sorry, like, I've got all my shopping here, but I think my car's been stolen. I went to have a look in my handbag for my phone because I thought, oh, my goodness, my husband's going to kill me. Like, you know, what's going to happen? I went to look in my handbag for my phone, and as I'm looking for my phone, I noticed I have my husband's keys, and as such, I was, I was looking for the wrong car. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for my husband's car and not mine. <laughs> oh, my word. What did the lovely policeman or woman or whatever say about that? He was really, really sweet. He was just like, oh, no worries. I'm glad you found it. <laughs> Case closed very quickly. <laughs> Kevin says, Bush, Richie, I lost my car last year in Westfield, White City. Ooh. After two hours of trying to find, I had to actually call the attendant who thankfully found it for me so I could go home. I'd only popped in for something to eat. The reason I'd like to defend Kevin is as a man who's <laughs> munching through an Uber Eats delivery right now, when you're hungry, all right, the whole judgment thing gets impaired. And he says he'd gone in there just for something to eat. He's probably hungry. How are you meant to remember where you park your car when you're hungry? thing is, though, most people who are getting involved and getting in touch here have, like, done all-day shopping or Christmas shopping or been abroad and stuff like that. Not for popping in for, like, fish and chips and then you're back within an hour. What is going on there? <laughs> this is crazy. What is it? I can never remember the name of the shopping centre. What's the shopping centre that's near where I live in Leon C? Is it... What's it called? Is it Lakeside? Is that the one near yeah, by Thurrock? Yeah, M25 Thurrock, Thurrock, Lakeside, yeah. What, when they're recently, they've done a thing where they've started to write uh, rhyming like couplets or rhyming oh, stuff yeah. on the doors of each of the levels so you remember it on the way in. Great idea. Which is a really good idea for really thick people like me. Chris says, what about this? Hired a car in Spain, next morning nipped to the shops to get breakfast stuff for everyone, couldn't find my way back to the apartment. I had no phone. Wife and kids came and found me and an hour later, 100 metres from where I started, <laughs> sat on a wall. He says I was sat on a wall having a panic attack. Uh, Anthony is royally dropping his mother-in-law in, says she called out the AA to break into her car uh, that she had left in the car park as her keys weren't working. Right. Only once they'd broken in and tried the ignition did she then spot an identical car park next to the one they'd just broken into. It was obviously her car. Can you imagine how bad that would be? You'd be mortified. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what the protocol is that you do next. Get in the car and just get out of there as soon no, as you can. I think it would be at the very least a note on the windscreen. Sorry, like, oops, <laughs> but no further details. Now, this fella here, we're going to read this one out from this fella. We phoned him thinking, oh, it would be brilliant to get him on the show. But he doesn't want to... He, he's happy for us to read it out. Obviously, we're not going to mention his name. But he doesn't want to come on and actually have his voice out there. And as Bush reads the story out, it becomes evident as to why he might not want his name attached to it. He says, afternoon, gents. I once worked uh, with two lift fitters who once had to repair a lift in a prison. Before entering they were briefed on the severity of leaving tools unattended and what the consequences of something going missing was. Uh, prison would instantly be locked down and people would not be allowed in or out until the item was found. Uh, the engineers then had their tools checked in and out were escorted to the lift uh, to a remote part of the prison. It wasn't until a few days later that they were looking for a particular tool and they realised that the last time they used it was in the prison. Uh, they soon came to realise that it must have gone missing, missing in the prison and that the guard hadn't noticed the missing tool upon checking out of the prison. The tool that went missing was nothing too significant. It was only a hacksaw complete with a blade. <laughs> that might be the worst.
worst one so far. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we have a winner. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Great to have you company on this Wednesday night. You're listening to The Home Time Show with Bush and Richie. Uh, somebody wants their food. It's not me. It's not actually our producer, Nick, at this moment in time, who's uh, tucking into his uh, sausage casserole that he's uh, reheated like a student. Uh, I've had me, uh, me delivery. Uh, but, Bush, how are you getting on? Because you were moaning about ten minutes ago how hungry you were. Everyone else was eating. And I... I... <laughs> <laughs> I see you've taken action. Well, you've got a burger. Like yeah. I say, producer Nick's had his sausage casserole. I'm absolutely starving. So I've run downstairs during that song. Obviously, it was brilliant. I was listening to it and that, whatever. Run down, managed to find a cup of soup, <laughs> which I brought in before the lockdown. Yeah, so we're talking months. But they tend not to go out of date. But here's the thing. Uh, we've only got paper cups, little paper cups, yeah. because of the whole fact that we're not allowed... You're not allowed to have, like, shared bone china and all that kind of stuff. So it's incredibly small. It's almost like an espresso cup, but with a normal... <laughs> but with a normal, um, uh, you know, uh, whatever it's called, cup of soup poured in the top. The problem is there was no... Because I'd taken them out of the box to put them in my bag to cycle with back in the day. Yes. It doesn't have any, like, writing on it, so I don't know what it is. It's like an army ration. But I would imagine, despite the fact that... You don't know what flavour it is. One taste. Oh, it doesn't taste good. It looks like um. Uh, you remember when you were in your in the, back in the eighties and you would go to a local leisure centre and have a cup of incredibly hot, bright orange soup, vegetable <laughs> soup from the vending machine. Kind of tastes a bit like that. <laughs> Just put that over there a second. You mentioned back in the eighties, and here's the interesting thing, right? Uh, we're being produced today by a different producer. The tooting ball bother is not here, uh, so Nick is looking after us today. And Bush and I have discovered that Nick was born in a year that means he has absolutely no memory whatsoever of the 1994 World Cup in America. We were chatting on our team night out. Do you remember the USA 94 World Cup for whatever reason? I think we were talking about Roberto Baggio's hair or something like that. Do, do you remember that producer Nick and he was like no that was the year before I was born in 1995 and how depressing you know that bit in uh, Jaws where he, when he sat uh, up on the seat and there's, some, there's problems in the water and he goes forwards and the background goes backwards yeah. do you remember that it, it was like that for Richie and I because it suddenly dawned on us this lad here is born in 1995 he's got no concept of things like Nick won't know who Pat Cash is Nick won't know who Pat Cash is. I've got no is. idea who Pat Cash is. Nick won't know what the Just Say No single was. He doesn't have a clue what Just Say No is. He thinks it's probably some kind of government campaign. Well, it wasn't. Isn't wondering how Zamo is these days. Nick's got no concept of the USSR. <laughs> He's got no idea what it is. He's got no concept of the USSR. I was speculating earlier that Nick has no idea of the Just Say No campaign. I'd like to hope he's heard of Grange Hill, but possibly from when it was not as good as when we watched it. Do you know who Zamo is? Any idea? No, he's got no, no idea. idea. No idea. Uh, but uh, we were wondering earlier how Zamo actually is these days. We've had this text. Guys, these days Zamo runs a successful locksmith shop in Wallington in Surrey. I've met him a few times through work. He's still a top bloke. Good lads. Now, obviously, See, Zamo is a fictional character. I'm guessing this is the the actual actor who played Zamo is now running the locksmith shop. But I think you get to a certain point when you're so connected with one character, they just call you that in town. Like, Ian, if I, you know, Ian Beale, I just call him Ian Beale. But if that's the case, then I'd want it to be called Zamo's Locks. He's got to, he's got to be called. If he's he's missing a trick there, please get back and clarify that. Meanwhile, back to Nick. If there's anything he's got no concept of, uh, because he was born in 1995, get in touch and the stuff's coming in already. Nick has got no concept of bamboozled on teletext. <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe Nick's got no idea about teletext. I mean, we used to book our holidays on teletext back in the day. And he's got no concept of Charlie Says TV warning ads, says no. this person. Remember those? The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. How's the mysterious cup of soup that you've just taken a big chug from? I have just hit the bottom bit. Bearing in mind, I'm, I'm drinking my cup of soup out of a small uh, paper cup because I don't want any normal cups in the, in the building. So I've got the wrong proportions. And it's like um, it's like someone out of Between the Wars. Any idea of the flavour yet? No, I don't know what that is. What is that? <laughs> it's absolutely unbelievable. Oh, it's Bush and Richie. It's Wednesday night. Slightly knockabout home time show tonight. But in a fun, in a fun ruffle of the top <laughs> of the hair type way. We're trying to work out, right? Our producer, Nick, it, we discussed to our horror last week on a team night out he was born in 1995 what doesn't he have any concept of? Mandy and Ferrum says he's got no idea about a taped top 40 had to uh, wind it with a pen that's absolutely right or uh, when you had a Walkman were to, to, to rewind you had to flip it over and fast forward no idea uh, this fella here says Nick won't remember the wedding of Scott and Charlene on Neighbours I'm disgusted says Dale he's not lived he has literally <laughs> not lived uh, Vaughan says Nick won't remember or have any concept of answering the landline phone by saying the last four digits of said <laughs> phone number for example hello 2045 <laughs> Peter what have you got yeah I just thought to myself you know David Hasselhoff was such an icon of those times yeah he has no idea of him what singing freedom on top of Berlin wall dressed in leather <laughs> Nick's got no idea about that he's completely missed out on it and I, maybe to his detriment that he doesn't he's not aware of it do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, perhaps it's a good thing. The weird thing is, you've come up with such a random thing. Nick would be forgiven, particularly knowing Bush and myself, for thinking, am I in the midst of one big trick and everybody's actually suggesting things that are fake and <laughs> David Hasselhoff never sung on the Berlin Wall. But honestly, Nick, it happened. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. We've covered some unusual topics over the past week or so. This is probably one of the weirder ones, but uh, thank you to everyone who's been getting in touch about it. Our producer was born in 1995. He's just a tender age. Uh, we're trying to work out what producer Nick has got no concept of because he was born in 95. You guys coming up with suggestions has certainly helped us through the show. Liz, you are right? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. How are you guys? Oh, I wish we had this kind of reaction when we speak to people normally. <laughs> Maybe even in our own homes. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. Well, you cheer me up every night on the way home, and we need it at the moment. So, well done, guys. Oh, thank you very much. Very kind, Liz. Yeah. What does our producer, That's Nick, have no idea about? Chokes on cars and leaded petrol. <laughs> Do you know what? You, you, you've suggested something, actually, that he's actually better off not knowing about. There's something nice about well, chokes on cars, though. Didn't you say it's a bit of nostalgia, you know isn't it? What? Absolutely, and kangarooing when you're low on petrol, you know, those sorts of things. You never know. So, so you, you, you wistfully long for the days where you had the roulette on the driveway for 15 minutes of trying to start your car? Absolutely. My dad always warmed the car up for 10 minutes before we went anywhere. I love it. It's quite embarrassing. It's amazing. <laughs> Think about it. You used to have to have that kind of fine line with the with the choke, and then you'd, you'd watch telly in the evening on your video controller, and then you, your VCR, yeah. sorry, and then you'd have to adjust the tracking to get that to yeah. work as well. It was There was yeah. a fine margin back in the day, wasn't there, between... It was. You know, phones that had cords, you know, 
boards that you could have walked around with. You Nick, know, pay boxes. Nick's got no and idea. He's got no idea about any of this stuff, Liz. No idea. The kids today don't know they're born. <laughs> and still, your comments come in on things that Nick will have no concept of because he was born in 1995. Fishy in Leon C says, Nick won't remember Pob. Trying to explain Pop to anyone now. Explain Pop. He gob on the screen and then write his name. Yep. In 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 his own spittle. It would never get commissioned. Certainly not in a COVID era. He'd be exactly. He'd be an absolute nightmare, wouldn't he? A walking hazard. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile, every little helps. That's your podcast in the bag. Cheers for listening right the way to the end bit. Fair play for that. Um, but as we said at the start, we are going to be taking your suggestions over the next few days on Home Time as to what round two of our show merchandise can be. If you want to get in touch with any ideas ahead of when we actually come to this on the show itself, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. We'll see you tomorrow for another podcast, or indeed now if you're listening to two back-to-back. Okay, guys, ready for this? One, two, three, four. Push and rig. Cheese podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Let me hear you say Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Ah, uh, it's over. It's done. It's over. It's done.